Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Where am I? Suddenly, memories flooded my thoughts. The party, the girls, the accident. Johnny! Mom hugged me. You're finally awake! She sighed. Francine, let him breathe! Dad's jovial voice filled the room. I must say, he does look better with those bandages. Hillary, my sister who was two years older than me, smirked before she gave me a hug. An older lady in a white coat walked into the room. Hi, John. I'm Dr. Patricia Reyes. What she told me next totally changed my life. Keep watching if you want to see how my crazy story turns out. What? What do you mean you had to remove my leg? I felt nauseated. But school, baseball, hockey, my scholarship. I buried my head in my hands and cried. Hillary held me in her arms while mom and dad moved outside the room to chat with Dr. Reyes. It'll be okay, Johnny. Later, I got discharged and was able to go home. At home, things were financially and emotionally strained. One evening, I overheard my parents discussing the bills and that they needed a miracle. I needed a way to help my parents, but what was I to do? I sat in my bedroom. I heard a knock on the door. Hillary walked in with a pair of crutches and handed them to me. Allison's brother Todd said you could have these. This helped him out a lot after his football accident. Thanks, Hill. She kissed me on the forehead before she left. Another two weeks passed before mom and dad agreed it was time for me to head back to school. There was a knock on the front door. I see you're looking good as ever. Brendan, my best friend, greeted me with a bear hug. I chuckled. We'd better get going. I don't want to be late for the first day back at school. Over the next few weeks, I began to feel more like myself. One afternoon, Brendan busted into my room with his phone in his hand. Hey, Johnny, take a look at this. Brendan handed me his phone. ProTech Company is ready to give back win one of our prosthetic legs today. It went on to say in order to win, the family or friends of the individual must create a video stating why they're deserving of the leg. The cost of each leg was $30,000, and there were three legs to be won. What's going on here? Hillary peeked into my bedroom. I, the best friend, found the ultimate solution for Johnny. I handed Hillary the phone, who skimmed over the article. This sounds way too good to be true. Let me do a quick search on Mr. Chang. 
Hillary went on to tell us that Mr. Chang, the CEO and founder, recently won the lottery, which helped him get his company on track after struggling for the past two years. Mr. Chang's father lost his leg in a car accident when Mr. Chang was just a little boy. It was hard for his family because his dad was the breadwinner, and during that time, prosthetics weren't an option. So, does this mean we can go ahead and shoot the video? I don't see why not. During dinner, Hillary and I pitched the video to our parents, who agreed to help out. Over the next few days, my family, Brendan, and even some of the kids and teachers at school put together a video, and Brendan submitted it. Approximately three months later, we received a congratulatory letter from ProTech. I couldn't believe it. I won. We got a date and a time to go into ProTech to meet with Mr. Chang for a fitting of the leg. Once the fitting of the leg was completed, I thought about how much my life was going to change with the help of the prosthetic leg. What I didn't count on was the rivalry and betrayal that came with it. About six months later, Brendan, Hillary, and I were hanging out at home in Hillary's room while mom and dad were downstairs when the news report came on. Tonight, local authorities found CEO and founder of ProTech, Mr. Chang, dead at his office. Rumor has it that Mr. Chang was doing some shady business with this international gang, D. Chatty, but the police didn't deny or confirm our suspicions. I switched off the television. I've heard the name of that gang before. Hillary picked up her phone and searched the internet. D. Chatty gang is infamous for jewelry heists and selling gold and other precious metals to the highest bidder. There is also a rumor that he stole some jewelry from Chatty and hid them in his prosthetic limbs. Hillary gasped. Johnny, do you think? I removed my leg and Hillary opened it slowly using scissors. Hillary turned the leg upside down and something caught her eye. She took the scissors and pried the sole of the leg off. And sure enough, there we found diamonds attached to a black cloth. Wow! Brandon took the cloth from Hillary as she reattached the sole to the leg before she returned it to me. We need to find a place to hide that. I attached the leg to my stump. Suddenly, shouts from downstairs caught our attention. Hillary and I darted downstairs. In the kitchen stood four men. Two of them were tying our parents to the kitchen chairs. One of the men walked towards us with a devilish smile. We are looking for the person in the house with the fake leg. Leave my children alone! Dad struggled against his ropes. One of the men slammed a baton into Dad's leg. Dad howled in pain and the man laughed. Well, that isn't the prosthetic leg. Shall I try the other one? No! I screamed. Dad pleaded. Johnny, no! I'm the one you want! One of the men grabbed Hillary and tied her to the chair while I was ordered to remove my leg. My hands trembled as I did as they asked. As soon as I handed over the leg, I was tied up next to the rest of my family. My family looked on as the men took the leg apart and searched it. When they didn't find anything, I watched as they shattered the leg against the wall, then dropped the remaining fragments onto the floor. Over the next 15 minutes, the men trashed the house and stole whatever their hands could carry before exiting. Hillary was able to loosen her ropes and she untied everyone. Immediately, mom called the police and Hillary called an ambulance for dad. First to arrive was the police, and shortly after, the ambulance. The police questioned Hillary and I, then followed mom and dad to the hospital to question them there. I'm so sorry about your leg, John. Hillary squeezed my hand. It's okay. With the diamonds, I can get another one. I wonder where Brendan ran off to. He can't be in the house or the men would have caught him. I'll take a look outside. Hillary disappeared through the front door. She returned 15 minutes later. Brendan is nowhere to be seen. You don't think he ran away with the diamonds, do you? He'd never do something like that. Or so I thought. That week, Brendan wasn't at school, nor was he answering any of our phone calls. 
Hillary also passed by his home since he lived just down the street. But his mom, Mrs. Pinder, said he was too busy with homework to come and chat with her. I can't believe Brendan would betray us like that. Hillary hissed angrily as she sat on my bed. I'm finding it hard to believe that myself. Let's break in. My eyes widened. What? You heard me. Let's break in. Even though I wasn't thrilled about the idea, I realized we didn't have a choice. Later that night, I watched as Hillary adjusted a mic and camera onto her clothes. She ensured that everything was streamed to my laptop. Okay, I'll see you in a bit. She grabbed the torchlight from my desk. Please be safe, Hill. She kissed me on my forehead, smiled, and left my room without a word. I sat there nervously as I watched Hillary move closer to Brendan's house. She went to the back of the house and jimmied a window open before she slid inside the house. Once inside, she quickly made her way to Brendan's bedroom. He's not here, Johnny. Suddenly, Brendan's bedroom light flickered on and Hillary came face to face with Mrs. Pinder. What are you doing in Brendan's bedroom? I was worried about Brendan. He and Johnny are inseparable. I'm so sorry. I just... Hillary broke down into tears, which made Mrs. Pinder cry as well. Through the tears, Mrs. Pinder revealed that she and her husband had received a text message from Brendan saying that he needed some time for himself. She said they contacted the police, but the police told them there was nothing they could do since he was of age. Hillary thanked Mrs. Pinder and left the house. That snake! I slammed my fist against my desk angrily. After Hillary got home, I told her I had a plan. I told her not to worry about it as we said goodnight to each other. I made contact with one of the members of the D. Chatty gang. I told them that I wanted to cut a deal. I know who took the diamonds. In return, I'd like my sister's tuition, my parents' mortgage, and hospital bills paid in full. The person on the other end told me to send Brendan's picture, and if they didn't find the diamonds on him, they'd come for me. The line went dead. About a week later, Mrs. Pinder informed us that Brendan was found, but he was in the hospital. His face was swollen where he was unrecognizable. The doctors weren't sure if he was going to pull through. One afternoon, I came home and saw a brown paper package on the doorstep addressed to my parents. I gave it to Dad, who opened it. There was a little note. We've seen how hard you've worked to provide for your family, and we just wanted to give you a small gift. In the box were receipts from the hospital, bank, and college, stamped and paid in full. Mom and Dad were so excited that they didn't notice the look Hillary and I exchanged. Two years passed, and Hillary and I never spoke about the package or its contents. Within those two years, Brendan and his family moved away, and I got a new leg. While on our family vacation, Hillary and I were sitting, relaxing at a resort poolside, having drinks, while our parents were having dinner. Suddenly, my eyes widened. Isn't that Brendan? Hillary spun around, but by that time, he was already gone. Hillary turned to me. Do you really think it was him? It wasn't long before Brendan showed up and gave a drink to another vacationer. Look, there he is again. I'm going over. I gulped the last of my drink and followed her. Hi. Brendan smiled politely. Good evening, ma'am. How may I help you? Brendan, it's Hillary. He stared at her blindly. Can I get you something to drink? I grabbed her arm. Come on, Hill, it's time to go. I pulled her away gently until we were out of earshot. Something is wrong here. Why doesn't he remember us? Hillary leaned in. Do you think it was anything to do with what happened two years ago? I shrugged. Maybe. I think we should investigate. No, I think we should just leave it alone and go back to our rooms. Hillary had a determined look on her face. She sank into one of the pool chairs. I sighed heavily and sat next to her and waited. About an hour later, we heard the supervisor wish Brendan a good night. Here's our chance to follow him. Hillary whispered eagerly. Reluctantly, I followed Hillary. We followed Brendan to the elevators where he got in. Okay, I'll follow him through the stairs, and you tell me which floor he came out on, okay? I pulled out my phone to call Hillary as she darted towards the staircase. 
I watched as the elevator went to the underground parking lot, and I told Hillary. I see him. He's going through a red door. Hurry up and get down here. I don't want to lose him. Hillary hung up. I entered the elevator quickly and met Hillary in the parking lot. Okay, he went through that door. Let's go. We ensured the coast was clear before we opened the door and slipped inside. Before us was a long, brightly lit white corridor with numbered doors on either side. At the end of the corridor was a large double door with the exit sign over it. We were almost to the double doors when we heard voices. Immediately, we slipped into one of the rooms. In the room was a bed and a closet. On the bed was Brendan, who looked like he was asleep. We heard voices outside the door and hid in the closet with the door slightly ajar. We held our breath as a man and a woman entered the room. They went to Brendan's bedside and injected something into the back of his neck before they left the room. As soon as we thought the coast was clear, Hillary and I ran out of there, and we didn't stop until we were safe outside our hotel room. We need to find mom and dad and get out of here. I pushed open the door to the hotel room. As soon as we entered, two men overpowered us, and we were both knocked unconscious. I rubbed the back of my neck and opened my eyes. How did I get back home? I ran through the house looking for my family. No one was there. My eyes glanced at the walls. All of our family portraits were gone. The only portraits up were of me. I entered the kitchen and on the table was a brown paper package. I opened it slowly. There were pictures of my family smiling and stamped on the other side was paid in full. I pulled out a note that was in the box. It was from the leader of the D Chatty Gang. It said that my family was now under their care and I was spared because I gave them the information to find Brendan. The problem was, by the time they found him, he had already sold half the diamonds, so the gang needed to be compensated for the other half. To this day, I'm still searching for my family. All records of them have been removed from the system. It's as though they never existed. Police have tried to tell me they never existed, but I know that I'll see them again one day. I just have to keep hope alive. My name's Sam. I met Elise in middle school. She was our neighbor and I'd always had a crush on her. I just never got the courage up to say hi. That day, a group of boys were picking on me, and Elise swooped in to save the day. One moment, they had me by my collar, and the next, they were crying on the floor, snot dripping down their noses. Elise was my hero. She got told off by our principal, and they had her parents come in. I could tell they were very mad at her, but that was the beginning of our friendship. Elise and I spent every day together, and then, one day, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She said yes. It was the happiest day in my life. But I didn't realize someone else liked her. It was one of the boys who was tormenting me, and in his jealousy, he told everyone he saw us kissing. That made Elise's parents very mad. So mad that they had a fight with my parents. They ended up moving and I never even got to say goodbye to my childhood sweetheart. One day, she was there. The next, her whole house was empty. Many years passed, and I forgot about her. I poured my soul into my work, until I struck gold. Pretty much literally. I was working on my grandpa's farm when I noticed some gold nuggets in the river. I followed it all the way to a hidden cave and saw that the cave wall had collapsed and the ground had cracked exposing the gold there. A spring of water was gushing out, creating a stream that carried the loose gold all the way down the river. I became a billionaire overnight. My family enjoyed life like we never did before. We bought all the surrounding land around the farm and built a mansion. I built a mining company and I bought cars, a boat, 
and my own jet. Three years later, my best friend came home from a job abroad with someone in tow. It was Elise. She had grown even more beautiful than before. We were so happy to see each other, we hugged immediately. I was coming home to meet you, and guess who I bumped into on the plane? I never even suspected something was off. Elise and I began dating again. We did everything together. I promised her the world, and before long, we were engaged. Jay started working for my company. I was so thankful to him I made him my right-hand man. I couldn't thank him enough for reuniting me and Elise. Two months later, I proposed to Elise, and she said yes. I was going to marry her in Switzerland. I booked an entire ski resort for our guests, and I wasted no time. We flew on my private jet with my best man Jay and our closest friends. In the middle of the flight, Elise excused herself. She said she needed to do her makeup. Five minutes later, J2 stood up. I found that weird, but I ignored it. When 20 minutes had passed and Elise hadn't gone back yet, I asked our flight attendant to check on her. She smiled at me, and she blushed. I always found it so cute how she had a crush on me. Nicole went behind the curtain to check on Elise. She was about to knock on the bathroom door when she yelped in surprise. Elise wasn't in the bathroom at all. She was hiding right next to the fridges, talking with Jay. Oh, I'm sorry to disturb you. I'll get out of your way. We heard a click, and two voices came on the speakers. You know I've never loved anyone but you. I'm just... You know, securing our future. Once I marry Sam, we'll be set for life. I'll run away with his money and his jewels, and then we can disappear to any country you want. You promise? I promise, baby. I'm only marrying him for a show. I'll trick him into signing divorce papers as soon as I've got everything I can get from him. I believe you. Oh, I can't wait. And when you're free of him, I can finally make my move to take over his company, too. I have people who are loyal to me now. All right, I'll come knock at your door tonight. When he's asleep, we can go on a date under the moonlight so no one will know. I'll be expecting you. Oh, and act like we had an argument when you go out. I'll follow after a minute so it's not too obvious. But nothing was secret about their conversation at all. The flight attendant overheard what they were talking about and she decided she wasn't just going to smile and pretend like nothing was happening. So, she politely excused herself and very cunningly left the intercom on. I heard everything she was saying. The whole plane did. The air suddenly felt tense. Where before my friends and I were laughing and having fun, the moment Jay appeared from behind those curtains, everyone was silent. My friends all glared at him. And when Elise appeared behind him, she knew immediately something was wrong. But she tried to play it cool. Oh! Jay, I didn't even see you there. Why are you standing in the middle of the aisle? And... Why is everyone staring? I pushed the button on my seat, and the flight attendant came to me. I smiled at her. You can come sit here, Nicole. The flight attendant looked surprised at first, but she eventually sat beside me. She was even more beautiful up close, and her blonde hair smelled like lavender. 
Could you confirm, please, Nicole, that these were the two having that conversation we just heard? Nicole nodded. <laughs> conversation? What conversation? What are you talking about? There's no need to pretend. We heard you. We all heard you. Elise's face changed from being innocent to angry. Okay, so what? Did you honestly think I'd ever fall for you? Look at you. Now look at me. You're nothing compared to me. All you're good for is money. I've been with your best friend ever since before we reunited. In fact, he was the one who told me you were rich now. It's not like you can do anything about it. You are going to fall. And you're going to fall hard. I'm just here to take what I can get before you're a homeless beggar in the streets. I just smiled. I gestured to Nicole to help me with something. Nicole, love, would you be so kind as to fetch Elise her... Uh... I mouthed the word parachute. Nicole was confused, but she nodded anyway and disappeared behind the curtain. Get me a what? I don't need anything. Honestly, just get over it already. You're toast. Elise tried to sit next to me, but I pushed her away to the other end of the seats. What? You can't seriously be mad at me. You should be thanking me. It's a privilege you get to marry me. I laughed. There won't be a wedding, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. You're joking, right? You're gonna dump me? Me? Oh, I'm not just dumping you. I'm throwing you out of the plane. Fuel is very expensive, you see, and I just can't stand to have you waste any more of my time and money, so I'm afraid this is your stop. Nicole appeared with the parachute. Jay looked scared. I looked at him and told him to put the chute on his girlfriend. He didn't want to, but I told him that if he wanted to keep his job and reputation, he should do everything I said. Just like that, Jay turned on Elise. He strapped the parachute on her as if his life depended on it. Elise resisted. But what could she do? No one in that plane wanted her there anymore. You're gonna regret this! Nobody's ever gonna want to date you! You think any girl would want you? Just you wait! You'll come crawling back to me! I don't think so. I took Nicole's hand and asked her if I could kiss her. Suddenly her eyes lit up and she said yes. I kissed her right in front of Elise's shocked face. Wait. No, wait. I changed my mind. I, I, I do want to marry you. No, no, don't make me get off the plane. We can start over. No, please, don't leave me here. I don't have any money. I won't be able to get home. We're in the middle of nowhere, Sam. Sorry, you've got to go now. No, don't! And as Elise floated away, I called out to her. Who's falling now, Elise? Everyone laughed, and Nicole finally did as well. I knew the moment she started working on that jet that she had a thing for me. I just never really thought of it because I thought I was in love and happily engaged. But now? Now I get to date a much more beautiful girl than that gold digger. She was hardworking, ambitious, and smart, too. The wedding still went through. It was just postponed a few days. Not to Elise, obviously. I married Nicole. None of our guests complained. 
At least, they gotta stay three days longer in that ski resort. It took a while to get Nicole's parents and friends flown over since the decision was so spontaneous. But as soon as they did, I asked for their blessing, and Nicole and I got married in the Swiss Alps. After, we spent an entire month traveling Europe. We went to Rome, then Croatia, then Norway. And honestly, I couldn't have wished for a better wife. Nicole was everything I knew she was going to be. She was caring and sweet, and she always made me laugh. The best part of the trip was when we saw a newspaper with Elise's face plastered all over it. Her hair was all sorts of a mess and had leaves and twigs all over. The headlines said that she was a lost tourist who became a meme for telling the most ridiculous story when they found her. The funniest part was that she had stupidly opened her parachute way too early, and the wind carried her hundreds of miles from where we dropped her. She ended up stuck in a tree in a forest in Liechtenstein. The people there thought she was some sort of Russian spy and refused to help her. Nobody wanted to help her get home, and they didn't want to give her a job. Now she's living under a bridge like the troll that she is. I hate it when people tell me I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth, especially when they don't know how awful my parents were to me. My name is Koda, and from the very start of my life, they made it their mission to make me feel like my birth didn't matter. I never had a birthday never celebrated one, because they never told me when I was born and how old I was. The one thing they did for me was giving me a king's education. I had the best tutors in the world, the most private education. I had teachers and professors give me private classes in my own home. I was isolated from the world, but I also became a genius. But even though my mind was sharp as a needle, I gravitated towards the arts. I was a creative at heart, and the one thing I loved doing the most was singing. By age six, I was already singing classical pieces that even grown adults found intimidating to perform, and I did it all in the privacy of our attic. My most profound talent became my biggest secret, because if my parents found out, I knew they would do all they could to stop me from singing. I used my intelligence to study music on my own, and whenever my parents would go on holidays, I would sneak music teachers into our house, and I would have them teach me everything they knew. The best voice coaches in the world came to teach me in secret. I was always alone. Not going to regular schools like everybody else made me lonely. I didn't have the chance to meet friends. And that sadness, I channeled it all into music. One day, while I was doing my vocal warm-ups, my mom heard me. She dragged me to my dad without a word. Then, she told on me. Your son... has been singing. Singing? What are you, some commoner? We hire people for entertainment, boy. We're not the ones who step so low as to be the entertainment. You will stop this nonsense now, or you will be cut off of the will. I suggest you focus your efforts on becoming the best businessman you can be. After all, you will have to run the company when we retire. I had no choice. No one to turn to. I grew up shy and socially awkward, and I was weak. I did everything my parents told me to because I never had the guts to fight back. I stopped singing for a while, but when I was really down, I would still do it. It was the only thing that cheered me up. It was on the day that our mansion was being renovated that I met her. The noise from the workers was so loud that I decided to put my earbuds on to drown them out. But without noticing, I had started singing along at the top of my lungs. Suddenly, my mom slapped me. 
Shut that mouth of yours! Can't you hear we have company? Butler, get the door! And when the doors opened, I saw the most beautiful girl I had ever seen. She flipped her hair and said hello to my parents. I'm so sorry. I was walking my dog down the street when I heard the most beautiful voice coming from your house. May I ask who was singing? No one! No one here sings! How dare you accuse us of doing such disgusting things! Oh, uh, it's just... I'm also a singer, and... Uh, perhaps it was your son. Nonsense! Butler, get this trespasser off my property! I was 16 when I finally found out my real birthday. I bribed one of the doctors who was working in the hospital I was born at. So I wanted to throw a party. And I wanted to celebrate it by sharing the songs I wrote to the world. I was ready to show the world who I really was. But then, my parents shut down my plans, saying I was not worthy of celebrating my own birthday. They told me that only when I ascended through our company and became worthy of being CEO will I be able to do whatever I wanted for my special day. I was so depressed I ran out of the house and got lost in the maze in the garden. It was then that I heard a beautiful voice like a mermaid's. And like a sailor lost at sea, I followed the siren's call. Until I emerged from the maze and saw her on the other side of our walls, singing as she played her guitar. Hey, I was waiting for you. you you're that girl. From before. Yeah, and I've come back for you. Your parents stifle your true talent. You should come with me. She climbed up the wall and offered me her hand to take. And I was in love at first sight. She was offering me freedom. And I took it. I ran away with Ari after she learned what a bad life I had. She hid me in her recording company's studio so that my parents wouldn't be able to find me. That was when I found out that Ari was a rich recording artist. Ari fed me, clothed me, hid me, and hired bodyguards for me. I felt really safe going out after that, knowing that my parents could never take me back by force. I worked at the studios, writing and recording late at night when nobody was there. I wrote lots of amazing songs, and after six months of living there, I was able to complete an entire album that I knew would be a hit. Only one day, I woke up and all my work was gone. I panicked. I ran around the whole place, and then, while I was rummaging around the trash in case someone had thrown my stuff away, I heard something coming from the music producers. It was my song, and Ari and her producer were laughing and toasting something. You... You stole my songs! <laughs> what did you think? You were just gonna live on my dime for free? It's just business, kid. Just how the industry works. Luckily, your voice sounds a bit like a girl's and close enough to Ari's, so we can sell all your work as if she's the one who wrote and sang them. I... I'll get you for this. Not before I get my money's worth first. Ari and her producer locked me up in one of the studios, and they locked me in there with four bodyguards. I was in there for three days, and I didn't know what to do. Until I got a brilliant idea. I pretended to see my parents outside. I acted my heart out. Help! You have to stop them or they'll try to steal me! And the bodyguards believed me. They ran out of the room to chase after what they thought were my parents. 
What they didn't know was that because I spent all my time in the studios, I knew exactly what the layout of the building was. It took no more than two seconds to get up onto the vents. I crawled quietly, and then, as I heard the commotion of them looking for me, I dropped out of the alleyway. I ran away for the second time in my life. But this time, I didn't feel free. I just felt like a massive loser for letting the girl I loved steal my life's work. I lived in the streets for weeks. My only comfort was my new friend, Sam. She was homeless too, and she helped me a lot. I didn't know how to survive, so I'd bust in the sidewalks, the parks, and the train subway stations. My talent was finally working for me. I earned a bunch of money. I saved it all up, thinking I could maybe get enough to be able to rent a small room until I got back on my feet. But one morning, as I woke up in the park bench that Sam and I slept on, I saw that everything I owned had been stolen. Even Sam's stuff was gone too. I was left with nothing but the jacket I had on. I was so mad that I got stolen from again, and it reminded me of Ari, that I threw the jacket she bought me on the day she helped me escape my parents' house. But as I fell to the ground, I noticed a piece of paper sticking out from the secret pocket. I opened it up and saw that it was an old song I wrote. It was the birthday song I wrote when I was depressed on my 16th birthday. It was the last remaining song that Ari wasn't able to steal. I was about to cry. Instead, I stood up and stood on a small stage. I sang that song with all my heart, even when tears began flowing down my cheeks. For the first time in a very long time, I put all my emotions into my music. Then one person came to watch. Then two. And then suddenly there was a crowd around me. People were taking videos. Many of them were crying too. I got so many tips that day. But more than that, I felt so happy that my music was able to reach people. My song about my life touched people's emotions. I was so proud. The next morning, I was woken by a guy in a suit. He was a reporter, and behind him were ten more reporters from all the different networks. I had gone viral. I was on TikTok, YouTube. Every single social media was blowing up with my singing. I gave interviews, and in them, I told everyone of my story and how Ari stole my songs. Her career and the producer's career was over after that. I got signed by a pretty big recording company. I went on tour, and then I married Sam. I rescued her from the streets and took her wherever my tours took me. One day, during my anniversary concert, I saw my parents in the crowd far away. It was my birthday, and people were singing happy birthday for me. My parents hated that. I could see it in their faces. But having that happen while they were in the crowd was so satisfying, because they always made me feel like my birth never mattered. But now, thousands of people were celebrating my existence. I thanked my fans, I kissed my wife, and then I jumped into the crowd as I smiled in triumph. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.